Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is Monday, February 12th, 2018. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Tonight we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw. i got Mr. Matt Morgan, Mr. Raj Geary. Uh, later in the show, we'll be talking some WWE financial news with Brandon Howard Thurston. And uh, first, though, Raw. Matt, what would you think of tonight's show? I got to start off about that dude's name is horrible. Sorry, Mr. Thurston. Hey, um, Mr. Thurston should be talking about finances. I, 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 he can manage my true. entire 401k with that name. This is somebody that, that, that I'm not worried about in the street fight, but should be handling finances. That's a good call. But he's um, actually a wrestler, too. He wrestles, no, really? uh, yeah, he wrestles for uh, Empire State Wrestling in New York. Yeah, I know that. Very cool. Um, the overall opinion of the show, I, I thought we had some good matches tonight. Um, I finally... I'm a little bit more on board with your boy. Um, God, what is wrong with me? Um, Elias? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you hear the announcer snickering in the background tonight? You, like, you can hear it if you go back to watch it. Um, he's good. Yeah, he's gotten yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah, that was something, man. Um, so let's go segment by segment and talk about this. Opened with John Cena doing a match against The Miz. Mm. Um yeah, what did you think of this, Matt? They're both their promos in the match itself. Very, very good. Um, I was happy to see Cena didn't go overboard and try to bury him as much as he normally does. Um, but uh, I don't know. I liked it. I liked that um, they let off Raw with that. You know, I thought that we were getting a free pay-per-view match, it felt like. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, the, the one thing, though, is when Cena's talking about people laughing at Miz beating Brock, because there is – there's just some truth to that, right? Yeah. Like you just can't see that. That's like true. you could, and it's not a size thing. You don't have that with CM Punk or Daniel Bryan. It's just mm. something with the Miz that you just doesn't take him as a as a tough guy, and um, that always hurts him. It does. It does. Then again, though, when he threw his trunks on for the first time, they try to make him a serious like wrestler. I had my doubts about that too. I really did. And then when he wrestled Cena in the main event of Mania, there's no shot in hell I kept thinking, even though Miz got hot by that point. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know if there's one of those things that he can overcome like he did in the past. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's talented. I, I just think he needs to get more of a vicious streak. He needs to do – but it's, it, the product is just so PG that I don't know if they'll let him do something that's dastardly enough to kind of start changing minds a little bit in that direction. I liked what he said that he's willing to do the things that no one else is willing to do because it does make up for his non-toughness. It does make up for his size to a degree, I thought. Yeah. And I loved how they jumped Cena. Like, that was not expected by me. I did not see that comment during that cue. I did not see that. Yeah. You, you know what bugged me about this promo, though, is Cena acting like he's not going to be able to go to WrestleMania if he doesn't <laughs> uh, get the world title match. It's like, dude, you're going to be on the card. No one's buying that promo. And it's not Cena. I know that's what's written for him, but right. no one's buying that you might not make WrestleMania if you are not uh, if you don't win the Elimination Chamber. See, I thought he was going in a different direction because I'm sure you guys vividly heard him say the whole, um, you know, where, where people that are dead, that people can come, what was it? Back Legends from the dead. can come back from the dead. Yeah, I thought that was the cue for Taker to start yeah. going into that. But 
that did seem like yeah that did seem like the the hint for that yeah it was something man um that i mean that line alone right there i think just really shows this this is could very well be the plan between these two um so yeah that was got a half hour between that promo and the match mm-hmm. great way to start it off went from that to and Cena, the revival Cena winning Cena won clean. yeah Cena did win so the Miz will be the first one to enter the elimination chamber mm-hmm. yeah um the revival versus Gallows and Anderson so mm-hmm. Matt what did you think for the revival picking up a win here I love that they got a win um, I'm still worried about my boy Scott Dawkins, like Hawkins, whatever his name is, gut. Dawson. <laughs> Dawson. What the hell's up with his gut, man? I can't help stop looking at it. Like, yeah, he didn't have it like that bad at NXT, dude. <laughs> um, he does look a little, uh, a little softer on the edges, but uh... it, 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 it. How do I explain this? It hurts them. I'm not, I'm not just exaggerating here. I'm not a mark for just bodies. I'm not. Uh, they're my they're my favorite tag team. I just what the freak is going on with them though? Yeah, but that being said, did you remember that tag team feud? It's like a year ago where they they wrestle like every week. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Los Matadores. Well, they, I mean they do it all the time, but there was one in particular. It's like Los Matadores and some other team, and it was like it was like every week for two and a half months or something like that. That's what this revival against uh, Gallows and Anderson is starting to starting to become. I mean, just I just keep swapping. Yeah. I, as long as they get, as long as my guys get on TV, I'm happy with it for now. I, uh, for now. Yeah. I just like, I just wish they'd do something more with Balor club. As a- yeah. Oh, we lost Raj for a change. That's new. Everyone else coming through. Oh, there he is. We've got some weird-looking guy. <laughs> that corner. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're hanging with Raj. We'll be back soon. Uh, I'm back. Sorry, oh, Raj is back guys. now. Sorry. <laughs> there we go. Uh, live live uh, podcasting, folks. Can't beat it. Um, so after that, okay, interesting announcement that ties into some breaking news that was happening when Raw was starting. So Kurt Angle announced that Ronda Rousey will sign her WWE contract at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Um, interesting news given that right as we were going, the venue sent out an update saying that Backlash, previously a Raw-only pay-per-view, will now be co-branded Raw and SmackDown. Immediately, rumors started circulating online, which I believe, Raj, correct me if I'm wrong, have not been confirmed yet, that going forward, with ba- starting with Backlash, well, really starting with WrestleMania, all WWE pay-per-views will be co-branded. Hmm. Uh, this ties into the Ronda announcement being that we got to sell more tickets for these things. That Elimination Chamber on its own, Fastlane on its own, the single card's worth of superstars is not enough mm. to juice these ticket sales. So reunifying it for the pay-per-views not only gives them more storytelling possibilities, but allows you know them to sell more tickets since there'll be more superstars. Now, this isn't confirmed for everything yet, just Backlash. But, Matt, what do you think about that possibility? Keeping the brand separate except for the pay-per-views. To my understanding, when they do something like this, they should be able to then entail go to play to bigger arenas and charge a higher – which can work both ways. You'll charge less for a ticket to a bigger arena with more seats in it. Or they stay in these the size arenas they're in currently, and they just jack up the price. you know what I mean? They need to do something, obviously, to make up the difference if this is what they're doing here. I liked the specific brand pay-per-views. I, SmackDown could be weak at times, but I still enjoyed it. 
Yeah, I think SmackDown, it's really shown, right? I mean, it seemed like something that wouldn't normally even be on the pre, or maybe that would be on the pre-show for SmackDown was was the card itself, um, just because they are so uh, so right. shallow. Yeah. Yes. And let's talk about this more after uh, after we do the financial stuff. But yeah, this is what I've been saying all along, the, the, the pattern, right? This is one of the, the steps. First, they make SmackDown weak. Then the attendance starts going down. SmackDown starts feeling like a dead brand. Then they combine the pay-per-views. Yada, yada, yada. We're doing the same thing we did last time. Okay. Uh, waiting for confirmation on this. Our chat room is telling us there's some news about the Elimination Chamber match, but we will confirm that when we get to talk about the qualifying match at the end of the show tonight. So let's keep going segment by segment. So Ronda's coming. Jason Jordan's going to miss WrestleMania. Uh, Kurt Angle made that announcement. Kind of a weird move for the crowd to be cheering that. I mean, I know he's getting oh. that heel reaction. Right. But it's, uh, that's what I should know. be getting. But you think, I mean, to cheer an injury? Sure. To me, that's... Uh, it's savage, but that's our fan sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a little it's a little prickish. But. It's stiff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, okay, so and that was where Angle, uh, man, must be really preoccupied by what's going on with Jordan, because Angle was flubbing like crazy tonight. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's they're just trying to script his promos too much? Yeah. He, but then again, he's, I'm telling you guys, he's a machine at memorizing promos. I've yeah. seen him with 10 pages at TNA, 10 frigging pages, and like that. So I don't know what's going on. I don't. Do you think maybe it's just the stuff he's given is so bland that he doesn't care to, you know, really rehearse it and, and uh-huh. uh, spend too much time with it? Because this is a big not... deal for him this time around, though, Raj. He's not yeah, trying to, this is huge for him. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I, still, I can't figure out what it is. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like it's, it's going to be a seven-man chamber match. Mm-hmm. So, wow. I wonder how they design uh, They just throw an extra door somewhere on that pod, I guess. Um, right. Hmm. They just need five to, two, to two start, right? Oh, yeah. That makes is that sense. how it starts? Two start and there's five pods? Isn't it four pods? Normally. Okay. Yeah, so they would have to add a yeah, so they'd have to add a fifth. Right. Two guys have to share a pod, and there should be a match to determine. <laughs> or three men start. Yeah, that's true. Three men. Oh start. yeah, yeah that, Actually, that, was, that would kind of work. Okay. Um, wow. So yeah, yeah we'll talk yeah. about uh, what led to that situation. But first, Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, so they correct me if I'm wrong. Did they, they had some sort of friendly match? since her time on the main roster, right? This is not their first one-on-one since NXT TakeOver Respect. I believe so. Yeah, Sasha's beaten Bailey before on Raw. Yeah, they had like just, but this was treated like their first real match, uh, head-to-head, not friendly competition um, in front of Bailey's hometown crowd. Bailey did pick up the win, and I know a lot of Mm -hmm. people were speculating one of them was going to turn heel unless something was going to happen, but it seemed like at the end, at that moment, Nia Jax comes out of nowhere. Uh, what do you think of the match itself, Matt? Uh, the match itself, I thought was really, really good. Uh, yeah. The ending of it, they were going to hug, handshake. I could, uh, unless one of them clotheslined the other, I, I wasn't going to be happy with it. But uh, <laughs> I, I love Nia Jax's swagger and confidence. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's expecting one of them to turn heel. Uh, Bailey's mm-hmm. teaming with uh, Elias next month at Madison Square Garden yeah. to face John Cena and Nikki Bella. I think that's more, they just needed a mixed tag team yeah. for Cena and Nikki. But um, yeah, n- nothing nothing yet. So, I mean, did, you, 
did you say earlier with Ronda Rousey she's signing at the Elimination Chamber? Yes. Yeah. And so they said she's coming to Raw. So oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, again they just make Raw so strong and and not do anything to kind of balance it out. And if there ever was a time to not have to do that, it's now. They're yeah. both on the same damn network. I don't get the, the you know what I mean? Right. Before yeah. it made sense. These SmackDown was on sh- crap channel, not crap channels, no disrespect, but you know, Channel Nine and some of these other channels, sci fi even worse. Um, you know, pop no I'm joking. Um, and some other really crap channels versus USA. Now they're on USA. I don't understand the logic in it. You know? Well, and the amazing thing is, and granted, this is partially setting the stage, right? We get this match, which they allowed to go for a fair amount of time with Sasha Banks and Bailey, a real showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I think, uh, you know, I have literally forgotten about all those other matches between TakeOver Respect and this tonight. Um, but we went from that to then that Asuka vignette talking about her streak and how impressive it's been. And then we had Alexa and Mickey backstage. So this week, three women's segments, uh, you know, which built to Sony mm-hmm. Deville and Mandy Rose versus Mickey and Alexa. <clears throat> Man, why not put Ronda on SmackDown where the women's division is just all, it's, it's one thing, it's smaller. I feel like with Raw, there's so much going on. Um, and and they're going to get lost in the shuffle. That's yeah. what's going to happen. There's going to be like five of them that are going to suffer from this. Watch. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Um, so yeah, man, uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose versus Mickey James and Alexa Bliss, this, you know, absolution work in their angle, taking out Alexa. Um, what'd you think of this match, Matt? Uh, it was what it was. Yeah. That's really how I feel. I mean, I, I love supporting women's wrestling. I love it. But, uh, tonight, I don't know. The match itself didn't do too much for me. Yeah, really. I mean, really more build with Nia and Asuka with that with Nia with the attack and then Asuka with that promo building up their match. That's what show. that match was put out there for. Yeah. I, I yeah. wish they'd give Paige some promo time. I mean, yeah. For, she doesn't say a word. Mm-hmm. She's so good on the mic. I mean, help. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. They were. It's like they want her there, but they don't want anyone to pay attention to her. It's kind of weird. I think that I mean, I really think with the Ronda thing, they're just putting off dealing with the page situation or just not going to deal with it or address it, the injury, all of it at this point, uh, oh, probably did, not till the movie comes out. Yeah. Did you guys notice those crappy graphics that are on raw now? Uh, They're in a nerd report. I saw it, right? Yeah. we got a nerd room, nerdometer. <laughs> Whatever it is. So, yeah. Oh my God. Very exciting. Um, okay. So we're going to talk about what some would call the highlight of tonight in a moment. Which is saying something because I thought tonight had some good highlights. But first, I want to give some yeah. love to the sponsor of this episode, and it's Dollar Shave Club, which gives you a great shave at a great price. You've heard us talk about it before. DollarShaveClub.com delivers everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. More than more than just razors, Dollar Shave Club is better than shopping in a store. They have everything. I mean, everything you need to look, smell, and feel your best: shampoo, body wash, toothpaste, and of course. The best razors I've ever used and the best razors you'll ever use. Best razors Matt Morgan's ever used. And trust me, this guy's got to get rid of hair, not just on his face, but his entire body. And what does he choose for that? Dollar Shave Club. So you know that you get the high quality shave with your Dollar Shave Club executive razor. The gold standard of any routine is the Dr. Carver's Shave Butter. Helps the razor gently glide across your skin and they deliver everything to you. Means no more trip to the store wandering in the aisles, hunting for razor, shampoo, toothpaste, being treated like a criminal, having to get those razors out of a case. No more. Dollar Shave Club to the rescue. And 
you can go for the gold. Join Dollar Shave Club today, and for just $5 with free shipping, you'll get there. Raj, you have to read this. It's actually called this. <laughs> yeah. You're on a roll, man. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I thought there was no swearing on this podcast, yeah, but yeah. no, with Dollar Shave Club, for $5 and free shipping, you'll get their shit shower shave starter set. <laughs> Kid you not, folks. It's right That's here in the style. copy. It has the six-blade executive razor plus trial sizes of shave shave butter, body cleanser, and one-wipe Charlies, which are, yes, indeed, the butt wipes that you've heard us talk about so much on this podcast in the past. Then they keep the blades coming for a few bucks more a month. You can get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash INC. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash INC. So glad to have them as a sponsor of the podcast. Seriously, folks, everything they make is fantastic. Dollarshaveclub.com slash INC. I know it's a little ironic this week where all three of us have beards. Even Brandon, who's coming on here in a little bit, all of us have beards. But uh, still keep it trim. People that follow the podcast that know when I do use my Dollar Shave Club and, and shave my face fully, I look about 20 years younger. So uh, it's it's a great shave. It's smooth. I mean, you can look at my Twitter right now for from a couple couple months ago to see what it looks like after I do shave with it. Um, it's it's great. I still use it. Um, I, I, I use it to trim up and clean up and I've been using it for almost a, almost over a year now. So it's a, it's a it's a great product. Absolutely fantastic stuff. So Elias comes out almost called him Elias Sampson. You remember you remember the names even though they dropped the Sampson. Elias comes out does a promo on San Jose. Oh man uh, as a Someone who lives in the Bay Area rather enjoyed that tonight. Thought that was great. Interrupted by Braun Strowman, who brought along his own instrument, a huge cello. So, Matt, I know in the past you were a little critical of Braun in the Mixed Match Challenge and that alternate universe sort of goofy, funny Braun. Right. What did you think of that tonight with Braun singing, playing an instrument in a mocking fashion? Right. It, it almost hurt him. If you listen to the crowd reaction at the very beginning of that, you know what I mean? It wasn't like they were waiting to see how which way it would go. Would it suck? Would it be good? That's not the, the silence that it was. It was, oh God, no, don't make this guy. No, we don't don't make another A train into like Lord Tenzai into this dancing bear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I felt it from every single person. But but he he recovered. He he did his thing. He showed charisma. So I'm always I'm, as a fan, I'm always appreciative of that. Instead of just being some big stiff. However, it does not help him. But what did help him, and they did a good job of doing, to get out of that ridiculousness, the ridiculousness in a hole that he was put in in this entire stupid segment with bringing the cello out, was that that one stiff clothesline to the cross the dude's chest. Uh, he clobbered him with the very first uh, blow, and uh, it was back to this dude's a badass. This actually was my favorite segment of the night. And when I when I first saw Braun out there, I was like, oh, man, why are you doing this? You know, it's too soon. He's special. He's a monster. I just look at Braun sometimes as like, this is just look at your you know blueprint on Undertaker. And just kind of use that. You don't have him do goofy stuff. But that being said, Braun pulled it off. He didn't come across as, a, 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 you know, like when Big Show would do this you know, New Year's baby and all this really corny uh, comedy stuff. It, it wasn't that bad. He, it was it was more uh, like Steve Austin when he'd do stuff like that. 
And what? Not 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 as good as Steve Austin. But See, I took it been, like Big Show, actually. I really did. Yeah. Well, I meant like where he's still a badass doing it. He doesn't come across as a, a corny, a corny, funny big guy. He came across as still a badass while while doing the comedy with the guitar. But so. I don't think in a million years they ever would have made Roman do this spot or Brock do this spot, which makes me think they don't see Braun as well, that Brock level. They would have back in the day. But yeah, but remember not, Brock did the thing with the sombrero with Eddie Guerrero and dancing around. And, different world, <laughs> it was a different, different world. time. I'm saying, but that's what that makes me think they sure. don't see Braun as as A plus. They see him as A, but not A plus because well, I, well, I think you know. Or they're succumbing to the idiots that keep giving forcing uh, you know people these ideas to try him, have him try these new things, which is idiotic. Goldberg with the Goldust wig. It's, you know what it could easily turn into when they did that to to Goldberg. It just kind of instantly kind of took away his mystique, and yeah, they I felt like they they were giving him character, but it just it it just doesn't always him. it doesn't always work. Some guys don't need the character is being a badass. It is being six foot eight, three hundred and eighty pounds. That's it. It's yeah, black and white, easy to understand. Don't f it up. Don't make it complicated. I mean, look, the stuff with Alexa, like I said, adorable, delightful, but that's not what we want in Braun. I want more Braun coming out of the garbage truck, Braun coming out of the ambulance. Give me more of that, of just build the monster more. And I think already they're they're cashing in uh, the – I mean, save this for a couple of years after he has yes. a good long title run under his belt. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. But I will say I felt like Braun did pull this off. Like it turned out way better than if I saw it written on a piece of paper and I was one of the writers, I'd be like, we can't do this. And it turned out, like I said, I, I, I really enjoyed this segment. I thought I thought good. Elias was great. I thought uh, Braun pulled it off. Oh, Elias was great. Elias is Elias is hilarious because he gives this like smirk when he runs down the city like he kind of really means it. You know, so many wrestlers use that cheap heat insulting the local town. But Elias does it in a way where you kind of feel he's got a little disdain for the town. As opposed he does to it very nonchalantly, too, which is the funniest part. I think that's part of it. It's so dry. Yeah. 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 Um, so here's what's crazy about this is we get to this point in the night, and this, this was like the first two hours of Raw we've discussed. And then that last hour, we go Sheamus versus Roman Reigns and then into the Fatal Five-Way, and we went over an hour. Um, do you think it was a mistake, Matt, to put on that like to have long matches back to back. I mean, I get the fatal five way, but Sheamus versus Roman. Do you feel like that match needed to be as long as no, it was? I absolutely do not. No, it did not. Yeah. It's kind of weird, man. Raj, what'd you think of that? I thought it was too long too, but that's what they do. That's raw. You, you never watch raw and, and feel like it's the show went pretty fast. You always have those last week. Bumps. Whatever they did last week, clearly Vince was uh, at the dentist all day. Or something. Last week was the anomaly. We had a fast-paced, yes, we did. very faster. show, faster. faster. And this Forget, week, it, I'm forgetting what last week was already. Last week we had like the five women segments, mm-hmm. like separate. Um, yeah, we yeah. had uh, those uh, the elimination chamber match for who was going to be the last mm-hmm. to enter. Um, oh right. Yeah, right. yeah, I thought tonight was back to the status quo. It was good. It had high points. Um, it just felt. The Roman versus Sheamus thing, man. I mean, I get it. They're putting Sheamus over. They're making Roman look strong by having going this knockdown, drag out long match. But just kind of, I don't know. I feel like with the bar, um, Sheamus and Cesaro, it's the same problem they had when they had Rollins facing either of them each week. It's just they do these really, really long matches. Um, what it did serve a purpose for, though, yeah. that there could be a tease that, there, that, there, that it would be Roman and Seth at the next pay-per-view versus yeah. the bar. 
Like, yeah, yeah they did a good job with this match. So this match had to happen. It had to. Um, to not tip their hand that Seth was going to be in the elimination chamber. That's a good point. It, but it did not have to be this long. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was long. Then we had the second chance Fatal 5-Way. Bray Wyatt versus Matt Hardy versus Apollo Crews versus Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. And uh, you heard Raj talk about it earlier, but due to the real, ending real, of this real, match, real quick, real quick. They, yeah. b- before this match, they had promos throughout the show building up to it. And um, you had Matt Hardy doing his thing. I feel like I, I don't know if they give him so little time that he has to rush his stuff in that it doesn't give his character feel like it doesn't get time to breathe his promos. Um, but man, Matt, what you were talking about with Finn and the smiling, like that's all I noticed now. And it seemed even worse tonight, like is way over pronounced. It is. That's. I'm telling you, it's a Vinceism, and they're not letting off. They're not letting them off the hook. <laughs> like they're really doing. A, ugh, it's annoying. It's a shame. Isn't that what Labar tweeted tonight? Uh, Wrestling Inc. Own Justin Labar tweeted that he was straight up told that uh, Vince's thing. People love it when a handsome guy smiles. So Finn, keep smiling. First of all, he, I said that on the show when Justin was here. Thanks, right. Justin, for the credit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, we just but- outed Justin Source. Right. But you know, it's, it's worse. It, you know what? It, it almost reminds me. You remember when DDP did that, uh, yes. did that gimmick when it was totally. WWE, when he was just overly smiling? Uh. He was uh, just over the top. That's what it's starting to come off as. Uh. <laughs> Dude. I, unless this is leading to a heel turn, Vince is, uh, Vince is off on this one. Uh, I think we're going to get a good Rollins versus Finn feud out of this, but yeah, I don't know which way. uh, I'll take that. Yeah. I mean, seems like it, right? I mean, tonight with the story, Apollo was the odd man out. I thought he could win this because he was the only one that didn't have a storyline coming out of this match. Um, He did did well tonight, by the way. I wanted to make sure we get that in. Apollo did his thing. He belonged out there, I felt. Yeah. Yeah, his promo was pretty good. I thought backstage. I thought that you know was definitely one of the better ones we've seen from him. They gave very him more to diff- work with. It's very difficult to come from where he's had to come from, with with with, with the the boot. You know what I mean? Be being on main event nonstop. Oh being, yeah. Being with old boy as his manager. I mean, it screams. No offense to him because I don't think he's a C level talent whatsoever. But his what they've done for him and how they booked him and how they presented him and the crap they give him has been nothing greater than C level. So to get him to be believable in some of these, you know what I mean? In the match tonight, that says a lot about his talent. It really does. I like him. I do. He needs to get away from homeboy as far as fast as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm a fan as well. Um, I thought his promo started off a little rough, like a little, like he was reading. And then I thought he did really good on it. I thought it was one of his better promos. And I, th- I thought he did really good in this match. This match was really good. Loved it. Loved the match. Hardy, Matt did a good job too. Matt, Matt was able to hang in there and, and do his thing as well. I liked everybody. I, the only one who kind of was uh, uh, what's his name that I didn't really break. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had his nice finisher on Matt on the floor, but other than that, uh, yeah, he, he needs a. He needs a revamp or something. I'm not saying get you know give him a new gimmick, but uh, you know, like I've been saying for a while, a baby face turn or something. Or, or um, they're just give him time away. I don't get what's so hard about that, and pay him properly, obviously, but give these guys time away when it's needed. Yeah, to make them fresh and make you more money. How do they not? Uh, yeah, Matt Hardy. I, I he got kind of a quiet reaction when he came out, but the crowd like started siding with him as the match went on. Right. Um, yeah. That's the most important thing, by the way. That's very difficult to do. It's easy to get a pop in your entrance, 
than it is to get them to come with you during a match. It's, yeah. it's harder. Yeah. I can see that. Um, so both Finn and Seth pin Bray. And we went off the air with that saying, we don't know who's going to Elimination Chamber. I assume there would be a one-on-one match next week. But no, Kurt Angle said seven-man chamber. Here's my problem with that. First of all, with the double pins, they do those so often now. Really? Like, remember back in the... The back in the day, it used to be like a big controversial thing when it would happen, and the two and, guys' feet hit the floor at the same time out of a battle royal or a cage. Or, well, it, it would be that, but they would do double pins every now and then back in the day. Really, or would the guys submit while the others like somehow? You know what I mean? Like Kurt would have the ankle lock on somebody, and Benoit would have the cripple cross face on the guy, and he'd tap out. It's like, well, who won? Yeah, yeah, or when when they would do like the back bridge, and both their shoulders are on the mat. And the, the oh, counter, yes, not not yes, a not a yes. double pin as in a triple threat match. But, gotcha. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, because they used to never do triple threat matches back in the day. But now I just feel like they they do this finish a lot, where you know where you have two people winning or two people losing. Uh, that's their way to set up a triple threat, or in this case, adding one more person to the elimination chamber match. But like good, good for Seth. It's great, and it gives two, gives us two guaranteed exciting guys in that match. To, yeah. uh, they're exciting for me to watch. Yeah, seven guys in one match. So uh, next to uh, the Royal Rumble and the Andre, Andre the Giant Battle Royal, this is going to be the third most populated match at a WWE pay-per-view in 2018. Someone's asking for an example of a double pin back in the day. Well, Steve Austin, when he uh, lost to Kane and Undertaker, there was that time, and uh title got vacated. They, they both pinned Austin at the same time. Yep. So... <laughs> Um, anyway, and that led to a big world title, you know, tournament. So anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I liked it. I thought the match was good. And, uh, I, I, I don't know, Seth versus Jason Jordan wasn't doing anything for me. So hopefully no. they got a, a good backup plan. Yeah, we'll see, man. Um, so speaking of Jordan, one thing I did love tonight is when Cesaro dropped that, uh, bomb, on Seth saying maybe Jordan's uh, in rehab, you know, recovering with Dean Ambrose talking about what a terrible tag team partner you are. Um, <laughs> that, that was fantastic. Um, what is the latest on Dean Ambrose, Raj? Uh, so I actually got a text right before we went on the air that they're starting to advertise him for um, live events in April. Oh. Um, but yeah, PW Insider had reported a little earlier today that um, uh that yeah so it looks like he was getting checked up uh so yeah um looking like it could be good so yeah maybe the raw after mania would be a yeah he underwent surgery back in december they we'll see um who cares well i mean they could do i mean if they bring dean back as a heel attack you know seth and you got seth and dean feuding with dean as a heel then you you got something Yeah, deal is a heen. Dean is a heel would be uh, good. Bring back the intensity. So all in all, before we jump, what do we give a score? Yeah, yeah. What do you think of Matt? Uh, How about this one? I give it a B minus tonight. Wow. I agree. I agree with you. B minus. Sounds about right. Man, elimination chamber. One more raw. Until then. Yeah, and we'll 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 talk more about the news. But first, we got. Brandon Howard Thurston, newest addition to Wrestling Inc. He was with us a couple years ago. Uh, he's also co-host of WrestleNomics po- podcast. He's uh, 
when it comes to finances and reading financial documents and stuff, he's, he's the man. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm the one who has subjected myself to all that boredom of reading these financial documents quarter after quarter. So, yeah. But thank you guys for having me on. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Yes. So, um, yeah, WWE, uh, they released their uh, earnings, uh, their Q4 earnings last year, last Thursday. Yep. Um, as far as as far as the call go, the call went, it wasn't anything really big out of this one. They seem to uh, insinuate that they're going to have other networks bidding for them. Um, they're not making any big promises on that they're going to double or quadruple their current deal, uh, which they kind of did last time that got them in some trouble. Um, what'd you make? Uh, what'd you make of this earnings report? Um, this was the Q4 earnings report. So this is also the review of the entire year. Right. So we we got not just a quarterly report, but an annual report, and and they gave us they gave us some details about like what each business segment is doing. But uh, like overall, the the big story is they made more revenue than last year, more revenue than they've ever made eight hundred eight hundred one million dollars versus seven hundred twenty nine million dollars the year prior. And remember, TV makes up about a third of that. Uh, their profits were also up to one hundred and two million dollars in two thousand seventeen versus eighty million the year prior. And uh, the WWE Network made more profit this year. Uh, and when I say profit, I'm talking about something called a WIDO, which you can think of as like a measure of profit. But the WWE Network, because they actually uh, put more in-ring content on there and not as much original content, not as much of the camp WWEs and the Holy Foley's. So the network cost less for right. them to run and they made more OIBDA because of it. So basically, they're dropping a lot of these shows, um, right. cutting back expenses, and people aren't c canceling. Um, so those shows aren't really adding, weren't adding anything. It's, it was just right. nice to have for, for some. It's something that uh, George Berrios, who's the chief financial officer, has said in a, in a couple of uh, speeches recently, and, and uh, it's something they've made clear in, in the conference call as well, is that they, they've said, you know, we were shocked that our, you know the subscribers wanted more in-ring content. We figured they had you know five hours of Raw and SmackDown every week. That why would they want to watch more wrestling? But you know, lo and behold, you know, things like the Cruiserweight Classic, May Young Classic, uh, the UK tournament did really well in the network, and obviously we, we hear that the NXT does does well among other content as well. Question, a question for you: Do they show like the statistics on like people like me that just only watch like Attitude Era? I'm sure they have the, the data. We, we don't get that shared with us publicly. That's not a top 10 thing? It's, it's a top 10 list every every week. I think if you go to the W Network itself and you click on like a most popular, yeah. most popular in the menu, you can see what what the rankings are. You don't get any like absolute numbers about how many people are watching. Because I swear that's all I watch on this thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, like Nitro and WWF uh, attitude. Yeah. Yeah, I, I watch a lot of 80s like, Macho Man Savage stuff. Uh, yeah, they've even said like that. That's one reason maybe why they brought back Sting. They saw a lot of activity on the network around Sting. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so with the network, so, so it was up like two percent. Is that right from the previous year? Or was it three something like that? About one point four million to one point five million. So, so average so, over the year. And it's around a million U.S. subscribers, right? Just over a million. They're at, yeah. yeah. They're still trying to grow the international segment of their subscribership. Right. So live attendance was up a little, but also right. they did a lot more international shows, which kind of skewed the average, correct? Well, they, they did 40 more live events. Uh, and uh, the, the, so their total attendance was up 
the uh, the live event revenue was only up a, a little bit, and a EBITDA or profit was only up negligibly. So they ran forty more shows, but they only made a little bit more profit for it. And uh, average ticket prices are, are up a little bit. And uh, but venue merch, the merchandise that they actually sell at the events themselves, was actually down, even though they had more attendees, more people going to the show uh, than the year prior. Is that more just times. is that just no hot? No hot star right now. No hot item. I, I guess so. That that's the only thing I can think of. There's no John Cena on the house shows uh, on a full schedule anyway. Uh, there's uh, Brock Lesnar. Obviously, is only there once in a great while for house shows. And uh, yeah, there's no uh, other big star that's coming up. I know we have Roman Reigns that, that we always hear is a, is a good merch seller, AJ Styles, but uh, no big, no big big star. I just wonder if you did like Finn Balor. I mean, if you wonder if Finn Balor did the demon thing more, if that would. Because that seems like the only thing that would probably, to me, that seems like it wouldn't seem. It's a lot of body paint. It is a lot. Of, well, you could just do the face <laughs> for house shows, you know, and uh, and yeah. I don't know. But for, it takes them like four hours to prepare that, right? I, I guess that's with the, the body paint, yeah. Show, right? Yeah, it, it did at NXT. Yeah, but if you modified it to do it, where you know you got like a sting sting face for for house shows, and <laughs> small events, and, and do a really cool one for. For pay-per-views, but um, anyway, I, I found that interesting. So, what was the big reason it was, you know, the with for the record revenues? Was it because they are in the final year of their TV deal? Uh, so that you know, the final year is those are they they start off with the first year being the lowest, and then builds up to where the final year is the biggest year. Is that kind of a, a big part of it, or? Yeah, it, it's escalating payments. So they, they have obviously they have a number of TV deals around the world. Their TV deal in the, in the United States, the most people are familiar with, is the NBC Universal deal. That's the parent company of the USA Network, and uh, and so that deal as well as their international deals, each payment that they get is higher and higher. So it's say it's a five year deal. I think that's what the, the current deal is with NBC Universal. So each payment that they get is bigger and bigger. So it's it's guaranteed money. It's baked in. It's not going to change like the network might or like live events might. Right. Um, and, the, and the viewership is actually way down from when they first signed this deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've been watching raw ratings and, and SmackDown ratings. SmackDown has been helped by the brand split and been helped by being moved to USA network from sci-fi. But yeah. TV ratings have, have declined over these last five years. Although it looks like they've stabilized a little bit over the last six months or so. Yeah. But it's kind of crazy now that they're doing SmackDown, you know, back with its own brand. It's on USA, much stronger network. Uh, they're right now in that 2.5 million uh, neighborhood, and they used to be like 2.2, 2.3 when they're on Sci-Fi for a tape show on Thursdays, right? Right. It's uh, I guess I I spent a lot of time thinking and arguing about why why is it down? There's just so many more media options, DVRs, uh, alternate ways to watch it. You don't have to actually be a cable subscriber. Maybe people are watching through. Hulu or Sling or whatever it is. Maybe people are just catching the YouTube clips because they put a YouTube clip of every segment uh, yeah. of Raw and SmackDown out there for free for anybody who's got internet access to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but I don't so. see I don't see TV ratings as like the decline in TV ratings to be an indicator of like a decline in in W popularity at least in terms of like the money that they're making. They're at I, you I know they're, they're breaking records. I agree. And people will say the opposite, which isn't fair. It's not that you can't compare it to what it used to be as far as people's TV. I don't watch TV. This is the only show I watch on television right now. I swear to God, everything else is fire stick. It's live sports. So people watch live sports, and that's the big valuable property on television right now. Yeah. So he's going to have a box, I think. Yeah. But next to Game of Thrones, 
live sports are perhaps okay. the most pirated or illegally streamed content on the internet as well. I haven't figured out how to do it. Yeah, but as a percentage, <laughs> uh, if you take out pay-per-views, it's not really that much. When you have yeah. the Super Bowl was, I, I'm forgetting, what what was the TV viewership? It was like 106 million or something. And through uh, the legal streaming, um, where people could watch it online through a streaming service, it, it was only like 2 million streams. It was something ridiculously low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read that, yeah. So, I mean, that is, you know, such a small amount when you have the option of, it, of doing one or the other yeah. uh, people picking the TV. So, um, so yeah. Um, do you have any other big takeaways from this one? Oh, there's some talk about the mixed match challenge. I think a, a lot of <laughs> analysts um, on the call, some of them are really into new media. So they cover WWE as well as other businesses that are into new media because W is doing the W network. So that's something that they're into. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's at least one analyst who asks a lot about like Facebook and obviously they're doing this mixed match challenge and whether maybe someday raw or SmackDown could end up on a digital platform like Facebook. Um, I know there was a, I believe it was Amazon made a play for Indian cricket rights and that, that got them really excited thinking that maybe Facebook or Amazon will make a play for WWE content. Um, that hasn't happened yet, but, uh, my Amazon echo is, is, is trying to talk to me right now because I said Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. one of the interesting things with this, uh, with the Facebook watch, they said, uh, as of that call, the data that they had, they had almost 6 million views. So when you go there, you see these episodes that have, you know, 1.7, 1.9 million yeah. views, but they said it average, you know, averaged out to 12 million minutes watch so which means that the average view is two minutes long it's right. you know and that's once you take into account the number of people that actually do watch the whole show uh that means that all, there's all these people watching for 10 15 seconds 30 seconds um, this is about a 23 minute segment yeah right yeah. right speaking of 23 minute segments Wait, what? I said it out loud? I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Here's a question that Matt will be very interested in. I'm joking. No, because I'm curious about this. I know this has come up before on the (laughs) podcast, Brandon. What, how, so WWE is making more money than ever in terms of revenue, in terms of profit. How have superstar salaries been affected by this? I wish we knew. I mean, do we have any data? I mean, we know what Triple H is making. Do we know... Right. What guys at the top versus guys, you know, coming uh, at the top of NXT are making currently? As far as what WWE publicizes through their financial reportings, we, we don't know. We know what Triple H makes because he's a corporate executive. We we, yeah. ha- we know what Shane makes because he's family of corporate executives. We know we, they give us a little bit of detail what Stephanie makes. Uh, and it's around like two to three million. Stephanie will, will make a lot of money because she owns a lot of stock. So she has gets a lot of dividends. Um, you know, there's been reports like from Forbes and things like that, like top 10 lists of, you know, W salaries, which I don't know. I, I just, I'm agnostic about the, those numbers because I don't know where they come from, what the methodology is that they use to get at those numbers, but they seem, the rankings at least seem about right to me. Like Brock Lesnar on top, John Cena next, Roman Reigns probably after that, maybe AJ Styles after that. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Huh. So what do you make of this news tonight that was breaking? Backlash is going to become a co-branded pay-per-view, and it looks like all the pay-per-views going forward might be so. Do we have any data on how ticket sales were for the individual brand pay-per-views in the Q4? 
ticket sales for individual. They, they, they don't break them down by brand. They, they give they, us like, a, yeah, they give us average uh, attendance. Pay-per-views mm-hmm. always do much better than Raw and SmackDown or house shows for that matter. But uh, it's, it's something that I'm going to research and maybe writing something for soon for Wrestling Inc. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can tell you, I looked today, just as far as Monday Night Raw goes, I know we've talked about attendance there, had wild thought this afternoon, maybe I drive down to San Jose, and I was surprised that there were only, now granted, they tarped off part, part of the upper section, but they did have the 200s open on both sides, but there were only single tickets available as of two hours before showtime today, which I was very surprised of, that you couldn't even get seats together, because I mean, I've been to many a live event and a taping before where there was nothing but open seating. Oh, Raws tend to draw better than than live events by by quite a bit. Oh yeah, you know, definitely. Pay per views and Raws definitely skew the number, and SmackDown under that, and then uh, Raw live events and SmackDown live events. Yeah, yeah. No, the last Raw I went to a year ago in the Bay Area, the camera, the side the camera is on was probably half full at best. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so it should be an interesting year. Um. Brandon, if you if you uh, if you had a wish of where raw could end up or, or where it stays just as a personal uh, viewing habit you know, what would your preference be as, as a cord cutter i don't really care um yeah. there's been there's been rumor that they're gonna maybe talk, go with fox maybe fox will pass up on ufc maybe fox will get both ufc and wb i don't think but that's gonna happen um real quick when you say cord cutter like are you watching raw on sling or do you watch it later or uh, I, I watch it later. I may be, I may have to get sling pretty soon though. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, it, I mean, it does seem like it hasn't made too big of a dent yet, but it's leaning in that direction as far as cord cutting and stuff. It's, it's definitely picking up, picking up momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the one thing I think with Fox is if Ron ended, ended up on Fox and they had to make it two hours, I think that'd be such a big help. Right. That's my, that's my two cents. Well, Brandon, man, thanks a lot. Uh, look forward to you. You got a bunch of articles on Wrestling Inc. already today. You got stuff coming up, uh, some cool stuff coming up tomorrow. So um, thanks for joining us, man. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thanks, All right. Me. Take care. Cool. Siraj, what else is in the news? All right. So, um, yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. The the two brands. Uh, so going back to uh, dual branded pay-per-views um, starting in – Starting in May, um, Matt. From what you've seen in the past, you think that's a good idea? Oh, um, I, I, okay. For the bottom line, it is. It's a, it's a quick fix. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's it's a it's a quick fix for them trying to you know obviously show more profit or whatever the hell the reason they're doing for it, right? Sell more tickets to back the houses more, whatever their reasoning. But in the long run, I don't think it is. Um, but then again, they've proven they can't do this brand you know, d- division properly. They cannot do it properly. So because I don't trust them, I like it, I guess, as far as I'm going to get great matches now, um, not like nonstop great matches. The problem is it's going to be bad for the younger guys. It, others are not going to get as many opportunities now because of this. We're not going to get a Jinder, Jinder Mahal would not have had this opportunity. The opportunity he's had, had this been, you know what I mean? Like, like, like a, a star-studded pack pay-per-view. Right. You know what I mean? That he wouldn't have been able to wiggle his way in there um, and, and show some life. You know, like that match he had versus Finn on Raw that one night. We stiffed the crap out of him. It was that moment on that he started building. 
But you know what I'm saying? It's just we're not going to get anything like that. We're not going to get opportunities for these less – not lesser guys, but guys in the lower car. Yeah. No, I I, I agree uh, because you look at guys like – your Ty Dillingers and your Bludgeon Brothers. Mike Canellis, we don't he's been on a milk cart and we don't even know where he is. I saw him he's at been working live events. Week. Yeah, he's been working live and events. Ep- Mike and Epico uh going against the New Day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's been doing dark matches and stuff. But see you already see how hard it is for these guys to get on a pay-per-view as it is, even a kickoff. Mm-hmm. Now when you got the rosters combined, it's gonna be that much harder. And you know, yep. you got ten matches. Now instead of 10 matches from one brand you're doing 10 matches from two raw will probably get six or seven of those you know and SmackDown like three okay now here's my problem with that back in the day you'd have if you do if you combine the both rosters of SmackDown and raw you'd have Kane and Taker Stone Cold Rock all these superstars right the humongous bigger than life stars Jericho I mean Jericho and Eddie and Chris Benoit, those guys were like in the lower mid card on some of these right papers, yeah right? so it was insane. Now we don't have that. We have a lot of guys on the same level that I, I hate to say, like, I'm not trying to sound like a hater, but they're not Rock Austin, those type of guys. We got Cena, you've got Brock. That's the only ones I see on that level or near that level. I, I don't even want to insult those guys I just said. Yeah. And so we should we should first clarify a couple of people in the chat are asking this. They're not dropping a brand extension just for pay-per-views. They might. It, it, the rumor is. Uh, that they're going back to uh, uh, just dual branded pay per views, not the single branded pay per views, and we don't know for sure. They, they I, right, I reached so out Smackdown to WWE. Gets two matches, great. Right, yeah, exactly. So I reached out to WWE, haven't heard back from. Them. But what we do know for sure is that the the May pay per view backlash, which was supposed to be a Raw pay per view, is now a uh, dual branded. Makes sense. Remember last year with the superstar superstar shakeup, mm-hmm. like backlash was mm-hmm. essentially a dual branded pay per view. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because we don't know. We don't know where they're going to move people after WrestleMania. That's true. Yeah, so. Maybe we get another House of Horrors match. That's my hope for Backlash this year. Second annual. Keep the tradition (laughs) alive. Um, That seems like that that was longer than a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Professional wrestling, folks. Watching Raw and SmackDown Live each week will age you. Um, (laughs) But, uh. Yeah, man. I don't know. Um, well, okay. So after payback, see, I think they should just kill some of these lesser pay-per-views. I think it should just go payback right into Money in the Bank. Like, just go with like a solid eight to ten pay-per-views and stop well, doing this. Well, the problem with what we saw, like you saw it with Impact, is when you have these long periods, and you see it now with yeah. when they they cut down on pay-per-views and you have these long periods between them, mm-hmm. they don't know how to climax those stories. So you have these weeks where nothing is going on. Yep. We so this early on, I remember this point. Yep. Well, yeah, look at SmackDown right now. I mean, so I went to a SmackDown house show on Tuesday and it was remarkable how little, I mean, it felt like I'd seen all these matches before, except for Mike uh, Canella's teaming with right, Epic. Right, that right, was right. actually fresh. Everything else was just more of what we've seen on TV and there are no stakes whatsoever. They'd, and They'd wait for the last four weeks. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Before that pay-per-view to finally get it going. Here they have eight weeks at, at times, right? And yeah, the first lane. Yeah, and yeah. then the first four weeks are like just doing this on TV, giving us crap. Nobody cares about nothing. There's no stakes. And then finally four weeks in, maybe even three weeks in, as I recall properly, they'd start kind of build toward a crescendo toward the pay-per-view. It's like, right. guys, you had eight weeks. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, but tomorrow night on SmackDown, oh, my God, will it be Baron Corbin or Dolph Ziggler that gets added to the triple threat, making it a fatal four-way at Fastlane? Oh, God. Man, yeah, like, Dolph. That's the promo. 
We even have to talk about that. I, that's miserable. I feel so bad. Yeah. Um, I feel horrible for him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's uh, – I, I mean, I'm – I kind of think it's a good thing in a sense that the SmackDown pay-per-views have just been so, you know, kind of pointless and uneventful lately. And it's just been AJ, Kevin, and Sammy for – it just seems like forever. And so – at least cool. um nakamura well nakamura hasn't been the main event in a while. he will be stage taunting aj right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so but it's not like uh it's not like combining them does that does anything different they, they really need to shake no. up these brands and make smackdown a lot stronger oh really. but look at this i'm looking at the right. schedule they, got, they got to move finn they got to move jeff hardy yeah backlash may 6th payback may 27th that's the current schedule. One's supposed to be Raw, one's supposed to be SmackDown. And there's two in June, right? Uh, June is just Money in the Bank. And then so, July man, has merge, two? Merge both those May ones, man. That fixes a lot of problems. Yeah. Uh, July has one on the books, Battleground. Uh, that's because Great Balls of Fire, they haven't announced that they're doing it, so they're probably not. Um, and then SummerSlam. I mean, yeah, they could tighten up the schedule, but it's in the fall where it gets nuts. Like Extreme Rules, September 16th, Hell in a Cell, September 30th, TLC, October 21st. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just too much. Yeah, if they're if they are, you know, uh, doing dual branded, I could, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they drop one of those. I mean, they haven't started selling tickets yet, so sure. it's not a, it's not that big of a deal. So, all right, yeah. man. I see Matt's uh, on his uh, Matt's on his final legs. Cool. So before we take this out, Matt, what would you like to plug? Saw that you've got uh, your city your city meetings being streamed on Facebook Live now. Saw that announcement. On nice, your Twitter. man. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, uh, you guys go to our city. Not that anyone here is going to do it, but you guys go on our city of Longwood website, and you can be connected to the Facebook page that way. And the first and third Mondays of every month at 6 p.m., you could catch. Moi and others, uh, other commissioners doing their thing and seeing what we're doing for our city to be progressive and change. It's awesome, man. He is BP Matt Morgan on Instagram, on the Twitters, with us every Monday night as we cover Monday Night Raw. Raj, what should people look for on the site, man? Uh, more from Eric Bischoff. and uh, That was good. I listened to it. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it was good. Thanks. I appreciate it. And yeah, yeah just uh, check back with us on Wednesday. Yeah. You got him in a good mood, by the way. <laughs> I know Eric very well, and he can go either way. And there was a moment there, but you got him. He did a good job. It was really good. And I thought you did a great job. It was good. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome, Thanks. man. So Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern, SmackDown Live. We'll talk about who's being added. Is it Baron Corbin? Is it Dolph Ziggler? Will they manage to make you care about the outcome? Tune in Wednesday to find out more. In the meantime, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.